IS2 inventories. Now in this podcast, I will look at the definition of inventories, measurement of inventories, how do we determine the cost of inventories, examples of costs that are not included in the cost of inventories. We are going to look at allocation of overheads, calculation of costs, as well as the allowed alternative methods, then the disclosures for inventories. This is Senior Huntington, your financial reporting tutor. What are inventories according to IS2? Now, IS2 inventories defines inventories as assets that are held for sale in the ordinary course of business. Assets that are held for sale in the ordinary course of business. Talk about items like items of clothing in a retail clothing business. So assets held for sale in the ordinary course of business in the process of production for such sale. For example, cloth in a clothing manufacturing business or in the form of materials or supplies to be consumed in the production process or in the rendering of services. For example, thread and buttons in a clothing manufacturing business. So inventories are defined as those assets that are held for sale in the ordinary course of business, in the process of production for such sale, or in the form of materials or supplies to be consumed in the production process or in the rendering of services. Do you know how we measure inventories? The underlying principle of IS2 is that inventories should be measured at the lower of cost and net realizable value. What is NRV and what is cost according to the standard? NRV, that is net realizable value, is the estimated selling price in the ordinary course of business, less the estimated costs of completion and the estimated costs of making the sale. When we talk about inv- when we talk about cost, cost should comprise all the costs of purchase, costs of conversion if it's a manufacturing firm and all other costs incurred in bringing the inventories to their present location and condition. Do you know how we determine the cost of inventories? We look at the costs of purchase. Now, costs of purchase include the purchase prices, import duties, and other taxes to the extent that they are not recoverable from the tax authority. Handling costs and any other cost that is directly attributable to the acquisition of the inventories. Costs of conversion. These include directly related These include costs that are directly related to the units being produced. For example, labor costs, materials. The costs also include an allocation of fixed and variable overheads that are incurred in converting materials into finished into finished goods. Those are the costs of conversion. Then we also look at those other costs that are incurred to bring the inventories to their present location and condition. For example, we can talk about the non-production overheads. For example, there can be what we call financing costs according to IS23. These financing costs are examples of those other costs that are incurred to bring the inventories to their present location. However, the requirements of IS23 have to be satisfied. Which costs are not included in the costs of inventories? Now, examples of costs excluded from the cost of inventories and recognized as an expense in the period in which they are incurred are selling and distribution costs, 
administrative overheads that do not contribute to bringing inventories to their present location and condition, storage costs, unless those, those costs are necessary in the production process before a further production stage, abnormal amounts of wasted materials, labor, or other production costs. Now, how do we allocate overheads to inventories? Now, when it comes to allocation of overheads to the cost of production, the allocation of fixed production overheads to the cost of production is based on the normal capacity of the business. Any abnormal production problems that occur during the period should be charged to that period's statement of compressive income as expenses. How do we calculate the costs of inventories? When it comes to calculating costs of inventories, uh, inventories should be valued at either cost itself or reasonably across approximations to actual costs. The most common methods of valuation are we have the actual unit cost, first in, first out, where inventories are assumed to consist of the latest purchases made, which cover the quantity in inventory and is priced accordingly. We have the average cost. Under the average cost, the weighted average cost at which an inventory item has been purchased during the period is taken. We have the standard cost. This is acceptable provided that the standard costs are reviewed frequently to ensure that they bear a reasonable relationship to actual costs during the period. Selling price less gross profit margin or what we call the retail method. This method is acceptable only if it can be demonstrated that it gives a reasonable approximation of the actual cost. Now, what are the allowed alternative methods? When IS2 was revised in 2003, the allowed alternative method of last in, first out was removed. Therefore, IS2 allows the use of FIFO method and the weighted average method. Do you know the disclosures for inventories? The financial statements should disclose the accounting policies adopted in measuring inventories, including the cost formula used. Total amount of inventories in classification appropriate to the business. The current amount of inventories carried at net traceable value ATC. That's what I had for you about IS2 inventories. More still coming. Hi there, this is Senior Huntington, your financial reporting tutor. Now, in today's podcast, I'll talk about how to pass the CPA financial reporting exam. But before we look at the number of points which you should bear in mind for you to pass the exam, we need to understand the exam information. What is the format of the exam? Now, the CPA financial reporting exam has five questions in total. But these five questions come from two sections. That is section A and section B. We have section A, which has one compulsory question, and this question carries 40 marks. Then we have section B. In section B, you will find four questions, and out of the four questions, you're required to attempt only three questions, and each question in section B carries 20 marks. 
So your three attempted questions from section B, each 20 marks, that is 60 marks, plus the 40 marks from section A, that is the compulsory question, to make it 100, that is the format of the exam. So in total, you require to attempt only four questions out of the five questions. But section A has one question which is compulsory, then you do the other three from, you pick the three questions from section from section B and each carrying 20 marks. What is the time allowed for this exam? Now the exam is a three hours plus 15 minutes reading time. Three hours, 15 minutes reading time exam. Now, how do you pass the CPA financial reporting exam? How do you pass? Now, if you have honestly done your revision, then you can pass this exam. If you've done your revision, then you can pass this exam. What you should, what you must do always is to remain calm and tackle the exam in a professional manner. Now, the examiner stresses a number of points which you should bear in mind, and these points uh, apply particularly to all the questions. What are these key points? Now, these key points are are very important for anyone who is to pass the exam. You must read the questions properly. That is the first point. You must read the questions properly. Now, sometimes students fail to read questions properly and miss some of the information. So if you spend time reading the question for the second time, that is time well spent. So make yourself do this. Don't just rush into it in a panic. Read the questions properly. Take your time and read the questions properly. Uh, go through all the information in the question such that you answer what you required it to answer. So you have to look at the requirements of the question but after going through the whole question. So always read the questions properly. Then your workings must be very clear and cross-referenced. Remember, in this financial reporting exam, uh, you will be required to prepare financial statements either for an individual entity or for a group. Sometimes you require to advise the accounting treatment. So all these questions require you to make some workings. So make your workings clear and always cross-reference them. So if a marker can read and understand your workings, then they can give you credit for using the right method, even if your answer is wrong. But if your answer is wrong and there are no workings, then you get no marks for that part of the question. Then the other key point is stick to the timings and answer all questions. Do not spend too long on one question at the expense of the others. The number of extra marks you'll gain on that question will be minimal and you could have at least obtained some easy marks on the next questions. So stick to the timings and answer all the questions. Don't forget that you have limited time and you're supposed to answer all the questions. So don't overspend a lot of time on one, on one question at the expense of the other questions. Then the other point is, do not neglect the short parts of the questions. 
Now some questions have part A, part B, part C. We find that these other parts, part B or part C, those may be short, short parts with a few marks, five marks, four marks. So do not neglect those short parts of the question. So it can be a question about preparation of a statement of cash flows, but with a five mark discussion topic at the end. So always leave time for that last part of the question. You cannot just afford to throw away those five marks, those four marks. So they are very important and they count a lot. So make sure that you consider all the parts of the questions. Then the other point is about make sure that you get the easy marks. Make sure that you get the easy, easy marks. Uh, some of the questions may be about preparations, give advice, and so on. Uh, these questions may contain something that you're not uh, familiar with or that you are unable to do. Just ignore it and do the rest. If it's not clear, you cannot do it, then leave it. Just ignore it and do the other parts. Because you may end up uh, losing a few marks on that part, but you can score more marks on some other parts. So make sure that you get the easy marks. So if the marks for the other part are easy to score, go and do that first. Okay. Then lastly, answer the question. Make sure you answer the question. Don't just answer your own questions. Answer the question the way how it has been said. So if it's a discussion type of question, sometimes you may be tempted to just write down everything you know about the topic. This will do you no good. These questions have marking parameters which are always quite precise. So you will only get marks for making points that answer the question exactly as it has been said. So don't waste time writing each and everything you know. You could be scoring marks somewhere else. So just come up with the points that answer the question exactly as it has been said. Remember, you have 15 minutes reading time at the start of this exam, during which uh, you're required to make notes on the question paper. Use that time to read the questions carefully and underline important points. Make note of any points uh, that occur to you which you may some which you may forget. Get really familiar with the paper and focus on what you can do, not the bits you think you can't you can't do. So if you've done your revision, then I believe you can pass this exam. These key points are very important, so make sure that you consider them. Otherwise, I remain Senior Huntington. Most still coming.